This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up, we're diving into the IPay88 data breach and what it says about our safety online, particularly when it comes to payments. So yesterday, IPay88 confirmed a cybersecurity breach that may have compromised the card data of its users. And in a statement, they said that they had initiated a probe on May 31st, engaging experts to mitigate the issue. But they didn't specify actually when the security breach had happened. Uh, they went on to say that the containment process was successfully completed and no further suspicious activity has been detected since July 20th. Uh, they also said, to ensure the continued safety of card data, we have implemented various various new measures and controls to strengthen the system security against further incidents. They said as well that their financial partners had been informed and that any more findings will be shared, all of which is fine. Um, but I think it's worth saying once more, I'm just going to highlight again, the probe was initiated on May 31st. Today is the 12th of August. So, or, so fine, if we give benefit of doubt, they announced it yesterday, 11th August. So I think the question of why it's taken this long for uh, people to be notified mm. um, and why prior to this, they had informed financial partners and they said, you know, it, it's all very much a controlled stream of information it feels like at this point in time particularly when it's about something that many people i think would be quite concerned about and uh, essentially want to know about because platforms like these uh, or rather gateways like these um, have become almost a, a regular feature of making payments online right so um this is partly why um, I think it's prompted the kind of pushback and, and calls for transparency, uh, amongst whom are Limba Pantai MP Fami Fatzil, who has urged the government to amend the Personal Data Protection Act of 2010, or the PDPA, to compel companies to notify the authorities immediately when there's a data breach. Uh, the bill also proposed to include federal and state governments under the legislation, as currently it only regulates the processing of personal data in commercial transactions. So Fami also said that we have to look at personal data as a national treasure and that the safety of it must be taken seriously by all parties and, of course, question the fact that IP88 had only released a public statement three months after the incident had happened. Uh, they also didn't provide complete details on how much data had been compromised and whether the affected parties had been notified. I have used IP88. I imagine that many, many other people living here have as well. And my first reaction upon seeing this was a mixture of dismay, um, very intense dismay, uh, as well as there is nothing sacred. There is nothing sacred anymore when it comes to personal information. And I think a lot of us live in that perhaps in that kind of middle ground. And I don't say it as a positive. I think that it's probably quite a bad place to be because you kind of know enough to know how afraid you should be. But there are also so many data breaches. Um, there's this whole Faustian deal that you make by being a person living and making payments online, that there are some things you accept. And I think there is this backsliding of, oh my goodness, I, I don't know, you know, what is 
how much it's okay to live with when, in fact, we're talking about credit card details potentially being out there, which is just, you know, not acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't mean to make light of this at all. When I first read the headlines, um, I did kind of feel a, a, a stab of fear myself. Um, I think... For me, um, and I've said this before, right, by and large, I've accepted that these are the risks of living within this digital ecosystem. Um, However, I think where I often feel a sense of disappointment or or even anger is when there isn't transparency. That means the meaning the people that we rely on to make sure these systems are functioning Treat us as equal partners in this process and and tell us when there are challenges, tell us how those things are being fixed. Um, I think that goes a long way in making us feel like we are being taken seriously and our data is being taken seriously. Um, we're talking about the uh, data breach of IPay88, which was revealed yesterday. Um, and so after this, we're going to be discussing this further with C.F. Fong, CEO and cybersecurity consultant at LGMS. But in the meantime, we'd like to hear from you. Do you feel safe making payments online? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9. It is 5.14. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And today we're talking about the IPay88 data breach and essentially talking about um, safety online, particularly when it comes to making payments. Let us know, do you feel safe making payments online? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You can send us a voice note at 018-789-8899 as well. Joining us now is CF Fong, CEO and Cybersecurity Consultant of LGMS. CF, good to have you back with us. Thanks, Shamila. Hello, Lynn. So, Yesterday, IP88 confirmed this uh, cybersecurity breach that may have compromised the card data of its users. What do we know about this breach and how it could have happened? Well, um, as everyone knows, uh, a payment gateway, thing of a payment gateway is a credit card processor, right? So uh, when you go to a store, use your credit card and pay in the store, and then uh, the payment gateway will be like the middleman to process the uh, transaction. So your money, your money will be debited and the store get paid. So uh, regarding this incident, um, what uh, you know what has been reported, and it's also the same thing that what I have understand from the from media. Uh, basically, is um, that that uh, according to IPay, the data was compromised, and they have take the countermeasures in place to to contain the incident. So that's all I can uh, understand from the statement. Um, then again, uh, companies with data leak and uh, data compromise happen uh, very frequently nowadays. So I, I guess this is a norm. Uh, it's, that's why it's prudent for many companies today. Not just uh, any companies in the financial sector, but any other companies that's doing business online, they have to really be careful um, to to enf- enforce uh, security protection. So speaking generally about gateways, right? What mm-hmm. kinds of security does using a payment gateway offer? And also what might be some of the risks? Well, I think gateways, because gateways are constantly connected to the internet. So they are also 
it's also meaning that they're constantly uh, facing common cyber attacks coming from all from all over the public internet. Now, some payment gateways also store credit card data and uh, personal particulars of consumers. So these data will make them an even more attractive targets amongst the uh, the hackers. So just like any other businesses, right? It's just that payment gateways because the um, uh, it is more attractive and more lucrative for hackers to to attack. That's why uh, the kind of risk and impact they are facing are much more higher compared with other and other types of businesses. In cases like this where card data is compromised, how would it affect users? Well, of course, when card data, specifically specifically credit card data compromises, first, it will affect the card issuing bank first. It's not the uh, end user. So basically, when a hacker got when hackers got hold of the uh, card data, they can use the data to spend on uh, merchandise online. Now, if the issuing card issuing bank bank fail to detect and block these transactions immediately, then the cardholders may be affected by this unauthorized transaction. This is this is where you know sometimes when we see on our bank statements where you will see unauthorized payment being made, and uh, you know that is where the card issuing bank fail to detect and block these transactions. So, uh, they can. However, I mean, if we are, we get affected by this kind of unauthorized transactions, we can, however, feel a dispute with the uh, the card issuing bank, and uh, of course, we have to endure the um, the process, and uh, and all these payments are actually are insured, and uh, we can still make a claim uh, from the bank. So you mentioned that increasingly companies, everyone really needs to be investing mm-hmm. more in security measures, right? Considering, Awareness, yeah. Yeah, especially considering the frequency of these breaches. So um, help us understand what are some of the factors that could allow for something like this to happen? You mean for credit card data leak? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, uh, credit card data compromise commonly happen in two points, right? First, at the merchant store or website. Uh, merchant store, for instance, at some point of sales that keep your credit card data or maybe a shopping website that keeps your customer's data. So that also prompts to every consumer today. If you go and spend uh, and when in the time of payment, if the point of sales or if the, um, if the store or shop are keeping your credit card data, then you should be asking them, why are you keeping my credit card data? Now, the second point where uh, card data are commonly compromised are at the payment gateways or the banks. Because payment gateways payment gateways typically are, are storing credit card data, so sometimes uh, personal data of the consumer as well. That's why there is a standard called PCI DSS, Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard, that's strongly against storing um, credit card data. Uh, but unfortunately, due to business, sometimes we still have to store the credit card data. So these are the two points where card data are commonly compromised. So IPAT8 has made a statement uh, saying that it had been looked into and that a containment process had been successfully done. Could you tell us what this process would entail? Well, since I'm not involved in the investigations, I'm unable to comment about this particular case. Uh, but in general, containment is a critical process to ensure that we can uh, minimize the cybersecurity impact. Now, on top of that, disclosure is uh, equally important because uh, especially on the matters where that can cause impact to the general public. And the timeliness of the disclosure is also the key important factor to help all of us uh, consumer to minimize our losses. Because if the uh, payment gateway or the banks notify us that the, uh, our bank data could have been compromised, then at least something we can do immediately is to check our bank statements or credit card statements to see if there's any unauthorized transactions that happened recently and at least we can do something. There's been quite a lot of talk about this um, and Lemba Pantai MP Fami Fadzil has criticised the way it was handled saying that the company hadn't shared uh, any information or enough information about how much data had been compromised. Can you talk to us about why it's important for companies to actually uh, divulge this kind of information when a breach does happen? 
Well, this is very important because um, this cyber attack particularly has direct impact to general public. Now, to me, the timeliness and transparencies of the disclosure uh, are critical, uh, paramount at this point because um, it affects our financials. Uh, it, it will cause personal impact to us. Uh, if our cards are really compromised, we may need to have a card reissued by the banks and that will cause some delays in payment. Uh, there's a lot of personal um, impact on that. So I, I think that's why it's, I, it is important to have um, a timeliness disclosure, uh, particularly when cases that involve uh, public interest. So what kind of information would you like to see shared at, you know, when events like this occur? What would be helpful? Well, I personally would like to know the root cause analysis, the result of the digital forensic they have conducted, uh, the countermeasures the organizations have applied, and the future prevention and even controls they have planned to deploy. Now, if you look at the uh, look at any responsible companies that were compromised before, right, uh, they will they have full disclosure on the above mentioned points, particularly when the cyber attacks have impact uh, to the interests of the general public. So the important thing, right? Currently, yeah. what existing rights do consumers have? What can we do when something like this happens? Yeah, I think more importantly for consumer right now, uh, please check your credit card statements for any irregular transactions. Uh, file a dispute with your card issuing banks immediately if you see any and uh, get a card, get your card replaced. Uh, if you're using any website that stores your credit card details and you suspect that your card could have been uh, compromised, and detach your card from the website and as soon as, as, soon as you can and uh, get a replacement card replacement from bank. Uh, usually, this is free. Uh, in terms of personal data loss, um, you know, if you suspected that your personal data has been compromised as well, you can lodge a uh, complaint to a Department of Personal uh, Data Protection. There's a website uh, by the government. You can, uh, can lodge a complaint there. And... We ask you this, uh, you know, every time you're on, uh, practically. (laughs) But online payments, especially with cards, are so common these days. Mm -hmm. What are steps that we can take to try and ensure that our payment information is secure? Well, there's something that we can do and something we cannot do, right? So something that we can do is, first of all, ensure that whatever we are going online, make sure we do not do it over the public Wi-Fi. So it's just ensure that the way how we get online is secure. And at least that's bare minimum. The second thing is uh, we don't use um, uh, public computers to do anything that, that is sensitive. Like you don't do e-commerce, you don't do um, e-banking on a public use com- public computers because you will never know what is being installed in the, in the computer. Computer could be used for, for spying. Uh, of course, if you're using a personal computers, make sure your computers or cell phone are updated at all time. Uh, install antivirus. Make sure your computers are well protected. And some of these are best practices. Of course, last but not least, having a strong and secure password. Um, so, so all of this doesn't cost us anything, uh, something that we can do. But beyond that, uh, it's also the responsibility of the, the businesses. Uh, like one of the things I would like to always emphasize is that security today is no longer an IT issue. It is a business issue. It, cause, it will cause business disruptions. It will bring business impact to any organizations that are doing business online. So uh, we, will, we will need to take a more progressive, a more, I would say, aggressive stance against cyber attacks um, because hackers nowadays, they do not really pick and choose anymore. As long as we have any vulnerability exposed on the internet, we will be attacked. So I think this is a message for all the businesses out there. Um, just stay vigilant and be um, proactive when it comes to cyber security. CF, thanks for speaking with us today. 
Thank you so much. Thanks. That was Sia Fong, CEO and cybersecurity consultant at LGMS, weighing in on online safety when it comes to making payments uh, on the wake of the iPay88 data breach. Uh, let us know, do you feel safe making payments online? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp or voice note us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, Lynn, I mean, we've been asking people this. I was wondering about you, um, that question exactly, do you feel safe making payments online these days and as i said earlier i am unfortunately i don't know um gosh maybe apathetic is the word and and it's not a good thing to be but i i don't feel safe but i do it anyway uh with with a calculation of risk in my head that's probably entirely off it's probably far riskier (laughs) than i think it actually is i mean i i of course do all the usual things right my passwords are there i've got um two-factor very um verification i have all that built into the process and i do look for that little lock sign um i don't ever engage with uh, websites that look dicey but yeah i mean that's the best i've done so far it's probably not enough yeah, and I think for me, it's mostly, um, honestly, following those steps that CF was sharing earlier, the not using public Wi-Fi, making sure you have a strong password. I also obsessively check my statements every oh, month. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't get, um, you know, every time I get a text from any of the card providers, um, I tend to make sure that it's my charge, things like that. But but yeah, you're right. It is a calculated risk for most people. Um, anyway, we would like to hear from you. Do you feel safe making payments online? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can send us a voice note there as well. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll get to your messages after this. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM eighty nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.